Hello and welcome to the latest Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I edit the capitalism theme here at Unheard. I'm joined by the always wonderful Peter Franklin. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And the equally wonderful Sally Chatterton, our deputy editor. Hello. Today we are unpacking and unpacked. Uh, entitled Loss of Community Places, A Heavy Burden on Young Families. And actually this in some ways links back to a previous Unpacked, which I'll do a little plug for here. Please do listen, which was around uh, America being a failed state and and kind of looking at the, I guess, the sort of dislocation of social communities or the fracturing of social communities. So, Peter, why are we talking about the loss of community impacting young families? Well, it's um, I'm unpacking a, a fascinating piece for Vox by Lyman Stone, who took a look a look at the um, childcare costs, which you know, as in many other countries in America, they're rocketing. They've gone up by 180 percent since 1991, um, opposed to general inflation of 80% in that time. It's a, m- a massive difference. That's right. And in, in part, that's because, well, childcare, where, where are you going to get the productivity improvements from? You know, until we invent robot nannies, then, um, you know... Which it, it I, quite, well, it, sounds yes. like a good idea. Uh, <laughs> interestingly, that both of you, my colleagues here, don't have any children. I can't think of anything worse than leaving my child with a robot. <laughs> Well, apparently, um, I'm not sure if it's Amazon or one of these other digital assistant um, companies, but they're, apparently there's, there's a story that they're working on a kind of smart computer that monitors your children where they are in the house and can even tell them off through these speakers. Now you're talking. <laughs> the robot's going to tell, tell my child off. I'm hiring it now. <laughs> where do I click? Um, I don't think it's available yet, but it sounds like it may have some um, commercial Anyway, aside from the robot nannies, uh, which may or may not be a good idea, we've heard, um, kind of why are we, why are we not just kind of relying on extended families? What, you know, what's going on that means that we're all purchasing childcare? Well, this is Lyman Stone's most fascinating argument, I think, in the piece. And he says that in theory, there should be more people available to babysit than ever and what how he works this out he goes back looking at the demographic data and finds that kind of mid 19th century in america there are about um for every adult that had a child looking after a child under the age of five there were two or three that weren't now the ratio is one adult per, you know, looking after a young kid uh, versus about 10 adults who aren't. So that's a huge pool of potential babysitters. But that's, that's just it, isn't it? They're potential babysitters. They're not necessarily people who are going to want to come and babysit your child. You need to incentivize them in some way. But I've found that where I live, my, there, there is a community of people who are very keen to babysit in, to, in return to babysit for me so we have a sort of a babysitting circle we have the the, the article talks about um, the, the 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 village the communal childcare disappearing from um, modern communities but I, th- I in my community we feel it stronger than ever and is that because um, you live in a community that you know maybe is quite small but also that has a lot of um, 
young family so you know in a sense it's kind of reciprocal in, in yeah, that you've got children absolutely. I've got children let's take it in turn absolutely I live in a, in a small part of enclave of London which you could sort of call a village I suppose there's a primary school at the bottom of a hill with a small catchment area so everyone who lives on the street kind of um, knows each, knows other, each other and you know we're in each other's houses and so it is in, in ver- it's, it's very similar to how it was when I grew up um, which was the same sort of thing the babysitting circle small small school, close community. And Peter, you talk about the kind of extended uncles and aunties that you can remember. Yeah, I mean, I was always slightly um, mystified when (laughs) sort of neighbours were suddenly described as, you know, sort of Uncle Brian. And and I thought, I I don't have an Uncle Brian. (laughs) This is very strange. But um, it, it was just, you know, in that part of the world, that's how you described kind of neighbours that you trusted right that you know would look after you if, if need be um, and so what, what, yes. what's happened now why are we not seeing this or why are some communities because mm. as Sally's rightly pointed out you know this isn't it's not disappearing everywhere but clearly there are some communities where this is not happening and, and you know people families with young children are really struggling yes and um, of course Sally's example are parents with young children mm. helping out one another yeah. Lyman Stone's argument is that we could help lift the burden on them if everyone else offered to babysit as well and I think he said that I, mean, um, I would be quite you know yes. I don't have children I'd be quite happy to you know give up the occasional evening to go and babysit someone else's children now whether those people would want to leave their children <laughs> in my care is a whole other question well this but is it, it well it's the key question because obviously it's one of trust and for all sorts of obvious reasons you want to absolutely trust this um, you know whoever you're leaving your kids with to be a competent and be you know, have the right intentions. We need a d- delivery yes. sort of thing, don't we, for, for <laughs> childcare and baby room. A rating. Yes. Would, you, <laughs> would you sort of deliver the, the children? Okay, right? let's not yes. go down this road. As, as entrepreneurial as the three of us are, we're, we're not going to create the, the de- niche. delivery exactly yeah. for childcare. Um, Sally, I wonder if I could... Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, PJ. Yes. I wonder if I could kind of take this maybe up a... a a level and ask you know how much is this also linked because because clearly one of the issues is people aren't having children uh, or, or not not as many children not as many people are having children um how much do you think this is linked to the sort of shift in the way we have seen um women's position in society go from you know really quite sort of singly caregivers into work certainly my generation you know we were the first ones to go to university we were uh, arguably overeducated uh, didn't settle down until late uh, and then when we did we had established careers and we were expected to continue with these careers and so it's interesting isn't it that we see ourselves and culturally we're seen as having more value working rather than staying at home and developing a family which is what happened maybe you know 30 years ago um, and I, I think that's part of the problem is that everyone's working so there's a greater demand for and it's interesting because one of the things actually Victoria Bateman who who uh, writes for us regularly and is an a, a economist a, an economics fellow at Cambridge University and she wrote a piece for us a little while back and we'll link it um, on the podcast page for people who want to read it but essentially saying that the economics profession has got you know a fundamental flaw at the heart of it which is that it entirely ignores care um, mm. and because we've ignored the importance of care and the fact that you know Yes, there's also social benefits, but there's also a financial benefit to someone performing a care role. Um, the, the, that in part, because we don't value care, has led to us sort of, mm. you know, just going down the road of relying on quite cheap childcare or at the other end of the spectrum, quite 
cheap elder care. Although you could argue that things have been done to try and change that perception, hasn't it? It was Nick Clegg, wasn't it, who tried to to, um, instigate um, shared paternity leave. Um, Yeah, parental uh, leave. uh, Shared paternity leave. And I think the take up on that has been absolutely abysmal, hasn't it? And partly, again, it's about shifting cultural expectations. And so, Peter, do you think there's a role as our token man on the the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, role reversal, Um, do you think there is a, a sort of I guess a challenge back to men to say men should be doing more of the childcare as well. Well, it's it, not it, stranger babysitters actually. You know. If you look at what fathers are doing, I believe that they tend to be more involved than they were twenty or thirty years ago. But the trouble is, if if you're talking about the wider community, then of course all the men are out at work as well, mm. generally, and um, so you've got this sort of absence of adults during the day whereas once of course you know is you know it wasn't that women weren't working they were slaving in fact but they were slaving away at home and therefore there was that sort of proximity and those networks and women were actually um, absolutely um, central to establishing those neighborhood networks and now it's all a bit more tenuous because well because all you know turnover of neighbors um, uh, people aren't as related to each other locally as they were. Mm. Relatives are scattered over a much larger area, and yeah, and people not being in the house during the day, therefore it's all a bit sort of weaker, and you don't get those bonds of reci- reciprocity and knowledge and trust that actually enable children to be raised more communally than is possible mm. today. Well, there we go. So men may be doing a little bit more. Well, but, the bar but is low. Let's the, bar is, the bar is better, but mm. perhaps not as high as we'd like, Peter. Uh, well, I, um, I agree, I agree. <laughs> but try hard. Um, but, but perhaps not all um, despair, given Sally's experience um, in her community, yeah, where, where there is certainly a bit, bit more reciprocity. Well, there's, yeah, there's, there, there is cause for hope. So exactly, which is always what we want to end on, a nice hopeful note. So thank you very much for listening. Um, And thank you, obviously, to Sally and to Peter uh, for the discussion and to James Coney, who is producing our podcast. Please do subscribe uh, on your normal app and do rate us so that other people can find us. Um, Obviously, mainly if you enjoy it. Not so much if you haven't, but can't think why you wouldn't. Um, And we will hope to welcome you back for the next one.